Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in a sunny Ontario, Canada for a change with episode number 168 of The Yacking Show. This is the show to awaken you to new perspectives and help you prepare for the change and get comfortable with the changing world we're living in. And it's certainly changing every day as we speak at the moment. Lots of things are happening. So it's not my job to introduce guests. Of course, we always have interesting guests. Today is no exception, and I'm looking forward to this one. So first, let me introduce Kathleen, my co-host from Waterloo. How are you doing today, Kathleen? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so very much. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you, and we love reading your comments, so please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Swire Ho. He is the founder of Garuda Promo Branding, a company that uses promotional material to help brand companies. So welcome to the show, Swire. How are you? Good. I'm good, Catherine. And thank you for, for having me on the show, Peter. Excellent. You're very welcome. Yes. So Swire, uh, for our audience sake, can you give us a little bit about your background and how you got started as an entrepreneur? Wow, it's a long story. I'll keep it short. So <laughs> started my first business actually by accident. You know, on the day of my honeymoon, I found out that the company that I worked for at the time went out of business. So wow. I newly married. Uh, there's no job, though. What do I do? So I actually start my first business in the CD DVD replication industry. So okay. if you're old enough like me, remember yeah. we, we have CDs and DVDs, those are popular in the early 2000s. So did that. Along the way, we work with a lot of record labels, film companies. They ask, you know, we're going on tour. Do you guys do T-shirts or do you do like gift bags that we could give out on our premiere? We kind of dabble into that. By the way, my wife became my business partner two years in the business. And then in 2013, we sold the CD DVD uh, part of the business and focused exclusively in promotional product. So kind of like one thing led to another and I don't have a big plan to be an entrepreneur, but somehow, you know, I, I, I gotta be, you know, starting my own business. It yeah, just happened. Sure. <laughs> wow. Very good. So having looked at your website, um, you're, you're very strong on, on people identifying their target market. Right. So what advice would you give? To, let me go back a step. In my experience, a lot of people, and I've made this mistake as well, try to be all things to all people. They come up with a good idea and a good product, and they think everyone's going to love it. And, and of course, they don't. So what advice would you give to <clears throat> entrepreneurs to as to how they should go about identifying their target market, their target audience, and engage with them right at the start before they go down too many incorrect rabbit holes? That's a great question, Peter, and, and certainly something that I am constantly discussing with my client because as a business owner, you know, we don't want to miss out, right? You know, there are opportunities out there everywhere. So we want to grab it as much as we can. But then at the same time, if we go to too many areas, we are losing our focus. You know, we might not have enough manpower or time mm -hmm. to focus on everybody. So instead, I would ask, you know, listener to think about, who are your top clients? Who are they? You know, what kind of demographics if they are? What kind of maybe income level are they are? Or where are they located geographically? So this will be your target audience. So you wanted to know a lot about your target audience. Where do they hang out? What kind of magazines do they read? What kind of podcasts do they listen to? 
Yeah. And once you identify those areas, that's where you want it to be. Because if you are more focused, you're likely to get respond and engagement from those audience than if you just go out and tell everyone about your service. But not everyone will need your service. Sure. Sure. Okay. Good. Wise words. Yes, absolutely. So, so Swire, you say that most companies spend little to no money on customer retention. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. And I, I wish I, I know why, you know, if we are all keeping the, all the clients that we have, that would be a better world out there, right? A lot of times we spend a lot of money acquiring a customer. We'll do like digital ads. We put on uh, magazines, we, we even go on TV and have people come through our door. But after we spend those money and they become paying customer, we spend zero to no dollar to retain them. So they would just, okay, that's it, I'm, it's the end. And the next time they find a new vendor. So what if you could really have your effort and really create the path for them? So this is how I'm acquiring a client. This is how I'm going to provide my customer service for them. And then after the sale, this is the process that I can actually ask them for referrals or introduction for other customers that we have. Then we're getting into a world of marketing. Um, you should be spending as much money as you would acquiring a customer because these are people who already purchased your product and services. You know, hopefully they are good customer, they're a loyal customer, and they will actually tell other people about the buying experience because in nowadays with the internet, we don't want to be the first, right? We want to see mm -hmm. what kind of reviews the company has, what are other people saying about you? You can say anything about your company, but it won't matter if your customer is saying the same thing about you. Correct. You know, you bring up such a great point there, Swire, and I, and I just want to jump in here for a moment because I can so relate. There's a... a a huge telecommunications company here in Canada. And I remember seeing how they were trying to bring on some new clients by offering them these great packages. I mean, wonderful packages. And I remember calling them up and saying, well, I see that you have a, a promotional uh, package here. I, could I could I take part in that? Oh, no, no, that's just for our brand new clients. And I said, are you offering any, any, any packages, wonderful deals to customers that have been with you for years and they said no actually no not at this time and it's it, it just amazes me how many companies out there are neglectful that way of their current customer base and they shouldn't be so that's just um, a great point you made excellent yeah i'm going to throw in a possible reason that i've thought of behind this that Coming up, watching internet marketing grow, and I'm talking specifically internet, but it applies to offline as well. Over the years, marketing and attracting new customers is exciting, glamorous, and it's the sort of thing everyone wants to become good at. Retaining existing customers is, I think, is for many businesses seen as an administration, dry, dreary, boring function that's best assigned to a clock in the back office, right? Now, I may be, that's a generalization, and I'm probably wrong to a degree, but I think that's part of it, that it's just not as exciting to spend money and time on retaining customers. Am I on the right track or, or not? Well, we just, I just wanted to bring this question and ask all the uh, listeners, right? Repeat customers, if you treat them right, you could develop them to a bigger client, which could potentially buy more from you. You know, to your point, sure. Kathleen, because if you have to ask them 
and then you've been a loyal customer to them, the next thing we would have in your mind, maybe I should switch company. Yeah. You know, or sometimes when you're dealing with uh, you know the, the the phone lines, right? You threaten to quit or to change services, and then they will jump in. Oh, let me give you this. You yes. know, I think it's that. But then it's kind of too late. If if you have given your client that thought, they are they might not want to move. But then since you're doing all that, and they, they kind of get agitated, and that's they when they really think about uh, switching service provider, and it could be you know, some of the big clients that you have, if you, if, especially if we're talking about target audience, and I would actually encourage that you map out who your top 10 clients are, make sure that you check in with them, you pay a lot of attention to them, Mm -hmm. because these are Mm -hmm. the people on your uh, accounting system, giving you the most money, you better grab onto those relationships. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I'm going to relate a very short story that happened to me um, that I was talking to someone else about the other day. Because I have a farming background, I use a little utility tool called a Leatherman. And, and the one I've got now, my wife bought for me 15, 16 years ago as a Christmas present. And in the package, it said it has a lifetime guarantee. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so about a year ago, I broke one of the screwdriver blades on that. And uh, I thought, hey, it's got a lifetime guarantee. So I got on the website and I actually phoned them and said, can you send me a new screwdriver blade? And they said, no, we can't because we like to fix your knife ourselves. I said, but it's, that's all it needs. It's going to cost money. No, no, send it back to us. It has a lifetime guarantee. We will fix it. And the whole process from there on went seamlessly and i got my knife fixed and back and i thought this is a unit that costs i don't know 30 40 bucks and they go to all that trouble and mail it back for me and they they even sharpen the knife blade and clean the whole thing up before they send it back now now that is customer service (laughs) so if i want to buy one for a present for someone which model am i going which brand am i going to buy that brand right so yeah i hear what you say it's good so you talk about turning customers into mini advocates for your brand um, talk to us a little bit more about that. So you've touched on that. Can you expand on that a bit? Peter, you just demonstrate a perfect example for turning in someone into a loyal customer with Letterman. So mm-hmm. all they did was to have you send it in and they fix it. So yeah. probably very simple for them. But then you actually now mentioning their name on your podcast. They're not yeah. even paying you. All they did was to do what they claim as the warranty is lifetime warranty. And they... Uh, put up on that. So yeah, you're actually becoming their loyal client. So the concept is you wanted to have people have more conversation about your business. You know, mm-hmm. for example, you are doing it right because you, you have interaction with them. You know, they are giving you good customer service that you deserve. And you are talking about it on the podcast that will be listening to a lot of listeners. What if you did something right? You know, the, the first process is you wanted to call them. Like we don't call our customers anymore after the sell. We send them survey, we send them an email, you know, give a five star and that's it. Uh, We don't get calls from people anymore, right? To check in if we are happy. Maybe we're happy, then we're okay. But maybe sometimes you're not quite happy with something else. But if if someone addressed it right away, then you'll be really happy and you actually give them feedback for it. A lot of companies actually pay a lot of money just to find out what the feedbacks are like from their client. So you can actually do that by a quick 10, 15 minutes phone call. And what you can do on top of that is if you know that your client is happy, you can ask them for referral. Do you happen Mm -hmm. to know any colleagues, friends that could use our product and services 
or in the day of internet, would you be willing to write a review once for Google, for example? So you're mm -hmm. actually using a little bit of your time to create someone that will go out and start talking about your brand and your experience. You know, so that's an analogy, but you know, Peter, you set it up for it perfectly and provide a good example. Mm, thank you. Yeah, no, that sticks in my mind because, you know, that uh, really impressed me. And I've got to add, I'm in Canada, they're in Oregon, and they said, you don't even have to send it to Oregon. We have a depot in, depot in Canada to save you postage, send it there and they'll ship it to us. So that was another nice little touch on top of the whole lot. Yeah. Kathleen, you wanted uh, so, to ask. Yes. Swire, what are, what are the services that you actually provide for your clients? So what I like to do, what I help clients on is I help my client grow sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with custom branded product. So when people think about the promotional product industry, they always use the word swag, which actually mm -hmm. stands for stuff we all get. They think that, you know, in our industry, we just throw out a briefcase so, uh, with pants, tote bags, and things <laughs> like that. And I do carry over 10,000 items within our inventory. But to wow. the end, it's about that three category, growing sales, retain your employees, and thank your customer. You don't have to get a certain item, but then it goes back to all, what we just talked about. Who are your target audience? What are you doing to retain them? And then how do you turn them into a mini advocates? Different industry, different purpose, different campaign can uh, apply to different products that we have. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I, I got to ask you something that's just triggered something in my mind. What trends have you seen over the time you've been in business? You know, when I think back to when I first got into marketing, it was pens, golf tees, notepads, and uh, then it got in clothing came later. Then it got into ball caps and uh t-shirts and that and then it's expanded now into all sorts of things so so what trends have you seen in your time well now we're spending a lot of time in front of a computer so mm -hmm. tech gadgets is always in the right. loop uh, but you know we do see a change you know since the pandemic because a lot of people are now working from home working remotely so a lot of companies might not bring their workforce back into an office anymore sure. so there are uh, even bigger needs for retaining the employees because they're working from home. They don't feel the uh, the team huddle that we can have every right. Friday. Maybe we go out for lunch. Uh, so company needs to do something to make them feel a part of a team because it will be the same if I work for company A and company B. I'm just working at home, mm -hmm. but I just, mm -hmm. you know, different title, different company. So we do see a lot of company care more about the employees, think about Retain, retaining the best access because if you are, let's say, a company who has an engineer, you spend at least $100,000 trying to recruit another one. Mm -hmm. Then if you spend a little budget to retain them, to make them happy and to make them feel a sense of belonging to the company. Right. So so what falls into that category? I've got to, got to ask you, how do you, people who are sitting behind their computers at home, what, what giveaways, promotional items can you do to make them feel good about your company? It, people are getting really creative. What we have seen and done, uh, we actually have virtual lunches right now. We oh. also have virtual happy hours. So yeah. what you do is, you know, kind of like the Zoom platform that we have right now, we're having lunch, right? We eat our own lunch. And then yeah. we try to talk business, try to uh, connect with each other. And we also have virtual happy hour where we actually send 
the drinks and then the all the tools that needed to everybody you know around wow. the world sometime and then we come in we have the drinks and then the ceo let's toast and we all have a drinks so it's actually a new thing right now you know virtual um events so like that so people are getting creative and we try to you know help a client to go with the trend wow so there's a bit of organization to put one of those together then if you've got an international workforce yeah it's different but then it's it's fun you know it, it's 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 fun to see a lot of clients come up with very creative ideas yeah wow, 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 wow. They're very in terms good. of um of of a tech promotional item what kind of new gadget new tech items are uh, are generally being embraced as a as a promotional item these days one of the things that would help me bring out that question depending on the industry i will ask my client what is something that your client will need they will never buy but then when you give it to them they'll actually use it so for mm -hmm. something like that we all have a webcam because oh. and a lot of time we care about the security you know maybe mm -hmm. the webcam is still on when we don't want them to do. so mm -hmm. actually a webcam cover is excellent uh, course so you see that every day you have someone else's logo on it yeah and then you actually use it because we would never i don't think i have ever bought a webcam cover but no. i've been giving a webcam cover which i used before so this is a classic example and it's not something that is very expensive huh. very good very good idea yeah huh. wow huh. excellent excellent so going back to entrepreneurs I, you know, I've again experienced and I've fallen into this trap uh, myself and still in it to a way, to a degree that many entrepreneurs have difficulty in, in transition, transitioning from a one man show where they do everything. They do the marketing, they do a bit of the accounting, or maybe they farm that out. They do the product creation, they do the shipping, they buy a couple of t-shirts for promotional items and, and they try and do everything. And that doesn't work. You can't scale that, right? So um, what advice do you have in your experience for helping entrepreneurs trans transition from doing it themselves to trusting and hiring other people, even if it's part-time people to do some of it for them. First, I'll admit that I'm one of those people. But then <laughs> I, <laughs> it's come to the point that as an entrepreneur, you have to realize that there are always going to be someone out there who do a certain task better than you do. Mm -hmm. And as yep. a, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's your job to recognize who those people are who are actually way better than you do, You are, you know, for example, in accounting or maybe yep. building a website or uh, figure out the logistic if you deal with international trade and you hire or work with those people so you can focus on what you're actually good at. So that's how you're able to scale and grow your business. If you try to do your accounting, if you try to do all the plumbing, if you're building your website yourself, then you actually have no time to work on your business. Uh, actual business. So I would encourage everyone to really write down first things that you really don't like to do. Write them down. Whenever you do that task, I really don't like to do my accounting, my bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. Write it down. And then you find someone who is much better than you are in doing those tasks. And then in terms of Zoom right now, in terms of the internet, you can actually hire someone with a CPA uh, certification overseas yeah. that charge you 10 times less than if you would find a local CPA who would do your uh, bookkeeping. So a lot of options are available. You can actually go to uh, European country and find a world-class 
development for your website. So options are there. It's just for you to recognize which tasks you don't really, really like to do. And then you have someone better uh, in the task to do it for you. That's right. But the, the other problem that I, I see, and I'm lucky that I came up, spent time in management in the corporate world, is many entrepreneurs have huge difficulty learning the different skills required to lead a team as opposed to the skills to build a product, for example. The, the team building doesn't and team leading doesn't come naturally to some people. They actually have to learn those skills. Um, and some people don't want to. So uh, any ideas on that one? I think you have to be humble enough to reach out for advice. You know, like you said, we cannot be best at everything that we no. do, you know, so, but there are a lot of resources out there. There are a lot of mentors out there that are mm -hmm. available. Some will charge you a fee, some will not. Uh, so go out and uh, ask for advice, you know, find out who you really admire. You know, if you, if they're accessible to you, ask them for advice, you know, even if they charge for a $500 per session, if you think it's worth it, pay that $500 and really ask cool. for the question and let them share the experience. You know, use myself as an example. I have clients who want to search for a, let's say promotional product for an event. They will spend weeks and weeks trying to find what they call the best item. If they will have to call me. So obviously I will charge a fee. Mm -hmm. But then I will help them filter it down in less than one hour. So would you sure. rather spend two weeks of your time to find the best item or to work with me who do this every day to figure out in one hour? So sure. it will come to the time that sometimes it, it makes sense really to pay the highest dollar service that you can find to shorten your learning cycle. Would you yep. rather take 30 years to learn a skills and to go to a master class, maybe cost you $10,000 that you can learn it maybe in a couple of months? Yeah, good advice. Good advice. And okay. a lot of people tend to forget about mentors. And uh, mm -hmm. if you go back in history, that's how many of the most successful people way before the days of the internet became successful because they had successful and good mentors, right? Very good. Thanks. Why? Well, that's a good one. Kathleen, back to you. So, Swire, you actually have your own podcast. Can you tell our audience about that? Oh, thank, thank you, Kathleen. Uh, the, the name of our podcast is called The Small Business Show because, you know, going back, right, I, no job, started a business, just got married. So I learned a lot of things in the hard way. And that's from real experience that you took me 10 years to learn something that, you know, listen to your podcast, I could probably figure out in 30 minutes. So I wanted to actually give back. So I invite experts in their own industry to ask them, really, it's my question. How do you really form a company legally? How do you do digital marketing effectively? And how do you uh, reach out and motivate your team? You know, kind of like the question that you just asked me. Mm -hmm. So I have an expert, uh, particularly for that specific topic, to ask them about that. Sometimes I will actually invite guests have uh, on topics that I know nothing about. And condense it into a question and answer interview format. So I learned a lot for myself and hopefully I'll give the information for entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur, the information that they need for uh, succeed. Okay. So it's interesting. I listened to one of your episodes and uh, yeah, it was very, very good. I need to listen to some more. Good. So now I've got a question that I ask all our successful guests and you're certainly in that category with your, your long history. Um, do you think there's, excuse me, a single characteristic or, or a habit 
that sets the people who become successful. And I don't just mean making money. I mean, have a balance in life and <clears throat> what we would consider a good, successful life. What separates them from the people who are just remain average? I think we have to develop a routine. It sounds simple, right? But having a routine, you know, I use that analogy, you know, in, a, in one of my recent podcasts, let's say you go into a gym and you have never been to a gym before. It would take you 15, 20 minutes just to walk around and see what the machine does. But then if you are training yourself to a routine, so you know that when I go in, I need to warm up and I need to do a certain machines and then I'm done. All the other things I might or might not need to do. So in business too, you know, develop a routine that you know it works. And then when times goes on, you can add on additional things that works for you. So mm -hmm. when you have a routine, then you know exactly when you go into work, what, what needs to be done, when you need to go to a, the next level, what needs to be done. So it kind of filtered down the unnecessary, right? Because there's a lot of things out there. When we talk about marketing, there are thousands and thousands of things that you can do. When we talk about leadership, there are so many methods that I can, I don't think I can name even past 50, right? Mm -hmm. So, but mm -hmm. some will work for you. Some at this time might not be right for you. So, but if you have a routine, then you know exactly where you want to go. And when we say routine, that means you do it over and over again, at least right. for, you know, a little bit. So you could perfect your routine and then you can change up your routine to put it into your best interest. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Good well, advice. it looks like we're running low on time, Aswire. Can you tell um, our audience how they can contact you? Oh, thank you, Catherine. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So if you uh, go on LinkedIn, uh, put in my name, Swire Ho, love to connect with you all. And if you're interested in promotional product, we just finished a corporate gift inspirational guide. I will send the link uh, to Catherine and Peter. Uh, go under, download a guide, and seek out to me if you have more questions. Oh, that's great. We will pass that on. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was that was good. Thank you very much for that. Um, I, it's amazing. I love doing these podcasts. We learn something we from every guest. We absolutely do, don't we? We certainly Peter? do. Yeah. 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 So thank so you so much, good. Swire. And thank you all once again for tuning into our show. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. So until then, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.